Hey, welcome to the Honesty Hour. I just named it that. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Coach Noah Johnson. We're going to be delivering honesty for the next hour because right now it feels like the Niners are living in, uh, I don't know, a parallel universe where, I don't know, where, where they're just so darned unlucky. We're going to address that. Are the Niners unlucky? Because football is a little bit like poker. There is some luck in it. I mean, there's not, Kyle can't control everything. Kyle. I love how people call Kyle Shanahan Cal. Cal. Especially Cal. Uh, Trent, Trent Williams. He always says, oh, Cal. It's like, I mean, it sounds like Cartman. Anyway, so before we talk about the Niners' luck or whatever, we, I want to go through the game one more time and uh, sort of break down three key moments and ask questions. Because that's what we do here at the Honesty Hour. We ask questions and then we answer them honestly. So first question, why didn't Kyle Shanahan challenge that fourth and three catch, non-catch by Devontae Smith. I mean, it was a key moment. It was fourth down. And I think, well, I mean, he sort of explained it. But do, do you have a, do you, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first with this one? Like, this was I think, key. I think when you were on with Larry, I think Larry actually did a pretty good job of, I think, explaining why, why I think he, I think it was very early in the game. And Kyle wanted to keep his timeouts and keep his challenges. And he, they didn't get a good look at it. So he erred on the side of caution and didn't, and didn't challenge and didn't challenge it where, you know, he probably should have, I guess he, in my instance, erring on the side of caution would have been calling a timeout and then getting another look and getting another look at it. But those are, those are like key points in the game when you know, co- especially in NFL where there are challenges or coaching. Like that, Matt, that was a huge point in third point. That was four. That was a fourth down play, right? It wasn't it? Wasn't right. a third? The it was fourth, fourth down. down. That was wasn't even down. like that. Wasn't like stop them and you get three points. Like you stop them and they get zero points. Yeah, you and get it, the ball. You get the ball to thirty-five. Right, and stopping and and stopping a team like that who start very early start fast early right and then you and you, you cut that off right from the beginning that's a big deal right i mean football is a momentum game anyways so here's what here's the way i look at it like kyle shanahan is a creature of habit and he's he's almost robotic in, in how he does things so when he challenges a play it's because he got a cue from i think it's the, his name is brian hampton in the booth the guy up in, up in brian the booth, hampton yeah. is in charge of watching the replay and if brian hampton sees conclusive video evidence that he signals to Kyle and Kyle throws the flag. So they that didn't happen, right? They didn't get the definitive look in the booth. Kyle was waiting for Brian and they just froze. And I guess he could say, you know, look, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste a time out there unless I know for sure. But to me, like that's a failure. Because like one, it's the first half. You don't need to like you don't need to protect your first half timeouts. So in that sense, like just challenging without really knowing what happened is a low-risk, high-reward play because A, it's the first half, and B, it's fourth down. So if it's reversed, you get the ball at midfield, and, I mean, you also take them out of the six-yard line. I mean, just the down and the field position like sort of behooved Kyle Shanahan to take a chance. Also, Talanoa Hafunga was signaling to Kyle Shanahan that Smith didn't catch it. Smith was signaling that he didn't catch it. And the Eagles were hurrying to the line of scrimmage. I mean, there were so many things that, took, so, that, that Kyle Shanahan so could have reacted to in the moment. Yeah. There's some, I, I think I think the biggest cue is them hurry, hurrying up. I mean, players are always going to think, especially DBs are always going to say, oh, they didn't catch it, they didn't catch it. They're always going to say that. Right. So, 
but the other but the other team, the opposite, hurrying up to the line of scrimmage, that's huge. That was a huge, huge giveaway, right? Yeah. And I think, like, if you look at – if this was the only thing that – the only major mistake that happened in this game, I don't think that necessarily would have been – like it would have been a big deal, but not as big a deal as maybe as, as it is. But I think there are three major mistakes, three major decisions that were made, and, and he didn't do well on all of them. And there was this one. The other one is not – is an Whoa. overall thing. Not respecting the, the pass rush, but then the other one, yeah. the other one is, the other one is, I don't think it's on the docket, but it was, you know, with your fourth string quarterback, kind of going going for it at, to end before the end of the half, like, hey, let's right. go all in, and, right? Instead right, of that's going, yeah, that's a good one. That was too. a big mistake. Um, so yeah, uh, why didn't this to me? Like, we're we're going to talk about the Brock Purdy injury next, but this yep, one was yep. huge. If they challenged this. Well, first of all, I mean, it was the wrong call, but if they challenge this and it's reversed, the Niners get all the momentum. The Eagles don't score on their first drive. The Niners get the ball. They're, like, it's a whole different game, theoretically. Uh, this was huge. So this kind of put started things on a bad foot. Now, right. go ahead. Yeah, it, it definitely changed the momentum in the game. It also, like, it also gave the, the Eagles' defense some momentum, right? So you can, you can take some some more chances, right? Because they have seven points at their back. So, like, right, just get off the game. They've got seven points at their back. You know, they can start not respecting respecting the 49ers run game. You know, they can do those things. All right. Um, next thing that was uh, an interesting decision. Um, well, not a decision. It's a discussion. Are the Niners at fault for Brock Purdy's injury? They say no. They say essentially Brock's at fault or it's a coincidence. What do you think? I think the I think the 49ers did not respect the Eagles pass rush. And they, they clearly they they were gonna do the 49ers seem seemed to take the fall. We're gonna do what we're gonna do and we're gonna block things up how we block it and that's and that's that. And yeah. like what did they the Eagles the Eagles every single they had but then they have five starters in double digit sacks. It's at least it's definitely four. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely for right. They left. Yeah. They led the NFL in sacks by 15. Like, yep. <laughs> I, they, that's but, like, but, but remember last week though, I don't know how the Niners felt, but didn't you hear a lot of Niner fans being like, man, Eagles aren't that good. Like a lot of those yeah. sacks came in like three games. Like they haven't played anyone. I heard had, had people on my show being like, Hey, the Eagles are frauds. Fraud, and I feel like the Niners kind of felt that way too. Uh, Eric Branch kept asking players on the team, you know, is is this Eagles team like the, the the one team that can actually match your physicality? And a lot of guys are like, "We'll see." Like, like yeah. George Kittle was straight up like, um, "You know, they, they have great defense on paper, but you know, they have, they essentially haven't faced anyone like us yet, so we'll see." It's like, "Whoa, well, I guess you found out." Yeah, <laughs> and they had a lot real quick. They had a lot more respect for Dallas than they had for Philly's defense. I thought. Yeah, everything Philly did did to the Niners, they did it to everybody else. So like right. why would I know the whole argument, this whole argument, oh like why would the 49ers change their blocking their blocking well they haven't played they haven't played Philadelphia at all this year. Yeah. Like yeah. This and clearly they didn't not, they didn't scout them well. They thought Hassan Reddick this, was just another guy. This pass rush it's not the same as Dallas's pass rush. It's not the no. same as it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> And what's wild about this play here is so Hassan Reddick uh, beats Croft 
Fletcher Cox beats McGlinchey. I mean, he got yeah, two guys Fletcher bearing Cox down is, on him. And, that, and that's where I contend people say, oh, he pretty should have stepped up. If you look at it, I think if he steps up, he takes a hit from Cox. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cox is turning that edge. Like, Oh, yeah. So, and like you said, oh, well, he's holding a, you know, it's a, they hold the ball for three point, whatever, 3.8 seconds. Like the play is designed for him to hold the ball longer than, longer than possible. It's a long longer developing play. It's a seven set drop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you have to come in knowing who your opponent is and be like, why are well, you calling a, a, a slow developing law? <laughs> why are you calling? Yes. Who do you think you're and, playing? Yeah. Right. I would have. Disrespectful. And, and to, to me also, I would have been less concerned with the interior guys than the, than the, than the outside guys because of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy isn't showing the ability to, maneuver in the pocket and at least if he's if it's in the inside it's an inside guy he'll be able to see him he wasn't able to see reddick uh so he's looking and, left yeah and if you're going to design it like, look left yeah right and so then that's and the then blind side and then, and then on top of that you're doubling team they're the worst the worst pass rusher out of real all quick of real quick real quick so you you dm me during the week and you're like check this out they're double teaming joseph then i tweeted it a bunch of people said grant you're an idiot then Brian Baldinger uh, makes the same observation. a whole video about it today. You pointed it out first. Baldinger agrees with you. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, it looks just like our run play. Yeah, uh-huh, but look at the matchups, man. Look at the matchups. You double-teamed a guy who wasn't who wasn't rushing the quarterback. And he was so not rushing the quarterback that he was the guy who covered the fumble. Yeah. So I, I understand the, the concept of you you're, you want to make that play look like a run play. You wanna, Me too. You want to put – there's times where you have to say fuck that and worry about the player. I, the I'm a big one to match up the play, the, the opposing player. Remember that, like, I'm a big believer of, of football players make players win games, not scheme. Players win yes. games, not scheme. Correct. Matchups win handle, playoff games, not scheme. Got to handle Hassan Redding. He's got to get team. You can't put your team in a position where the season rests in Tyler Croft's hands. You can't let that happen. And then on top of that, like uh, when I was coming up in the coaching ranks, a coach, an older coach, is telling me like when we, like, hey, coach, they get paid, they get paid too, you know, meaning the other, the opposing it. You don't think the the Niners, the the Eagles defense are like, man, you think the Eagles are never like, man, we we got to get, we can't have a uh, Reddick matched up on Croft, like, no, no, we we can't have a matchup, like, you don't think they're, you don't think they looked at that matchup and they're like, did you hear right. what what Reddick said? They asked, like, what did you think when you saw Tyler Croft blocking you? And he said, bad things, bad things, is what he said. Yeah, that was a matchup that the Eagles looked at and, like, we'll take it. Like, Yeah, so- I mean, to me, putting Croft on Reddick is like exposing your king immediately in a chess game and losing on the, the fourth play. It's like, what was that? Dude, like, wh- what opening move was that? I didn't, I've never heard of that one. You lost in four plays, four moves. That's essentially what you did. And I know, and I know, you know, so, and I know, like the likelihood of your quarterback getting hurt is probably is very low. But like coming into this game, you knew, you know what you had behind Purdy. Like you're literally down to your third court, your third quarterback this year. Right. You know what was behind him. Right. You knew what this pass rush row you should have coming into the right. game because it's been on film all year. So you should have came into this game with an objective of minimizing that minimizing that pass rush and like we've seen them do that with the rams and aaron donald they've gone against game wreckers they didn't let micah parsons wreck the game they never let aaron donald wreck the game they let hassan reddick wreck the game because they didn't think he was that good i don't know 
He is that good. He has 19 and a half sacks. Did you know that? 19 and a half. And, and, and Grant, on top of that, he also forces fumbles. Like, th that's the fact that he forced the fumble, that's not a surprise either because he would been yeah. doing that as a curl career too. You know, it's funny. Uh, the Niners have been playing a lot of teams they knew, teams they had familiarity with. I guess they didn't know Philly. They know now, though. They know now. I think they keep lamenting the fact that they didn't really have a chance. They didn't give themselves a chance to compete. Next year, maybe they will. Gustavo yeah. says, I is a, I is a, should I save her? I want to <laughs> be saved. You don't know what that is because you're from New Jersey. You don't know that song. I'm testing you right uh, now. You don't know. Only people from the. Wait, wait, wait. Is that, is that, is that the, um, is that the, the Ty Dollar song? No, it's E40. It's his original uh, uh, big hit, yeah. Captain Sava. Yeah. Captain, Sa it's all right. Yeah. See, because you're from you're from New Jersey, New Jersey people. I knew where people you're going, from the East Coast think E40 is weird, don't they? Don't they? Yeah. Meanwhile, people from the West Coast are like, we don't turn that Jay Z off, please. <laughs> Ramilia Sports Report says Kyle Shanahan is the most incompetent, unluckiest head coach in NFL history. The regular season empire got punched in the the regular season empire uh, in back to back <laughs> NFC. Hold on, okay, so he's he's really enjoying this. I know you had a bad year, but I have a question for you, man. What is next for the Rams? Where do they go from here? I don't think anyone is really thinking about them right now. Where, where what's up? What's up with y'all? Not that because I'm not a Niner fan, but I do. I take I delight in everyone's misfortunes in the NFL. Everyone's. I, I want every team to w lose every game. I just because I'm a hater. I, his comment was funny. I just don't know. Like I don't have I don't have enough time to follow Niners stuff. Like I, like how could you? How do you find the time to go follow other teams? Like I don't. But yeah, that's you know, a tough one. Appreciate appreciate the the donation to to Grant. Yeah, <laughs> Shereen Darwish. Thank you very much. For the, for the donation. Shreddy Murphy, Murphy. miss me with that unlucky. Niners are the luckiest team in the NFL after last pick uh, in the draft as a baller and win seven straight games. Kyle been the problem. Oh, that's an interesting point. Okay, before we get to that unlucky, lucky conversation, I got one more. So, they mess up the challenge. They give away seven points. They get Brock Purdy hurt. That puts them really in a hole. But, I mean, it's a close game. They're in it. And then Josh Johnson gets hurt too. Then Kyle Shanahan has a decision to make. Do I go wildcat? Which I thought, I think, I mean, I tweeted it. I feel like a lot of people at the time were thinking, this at least gives you a chance to compete. You got Debo, you got Christian McCaffrey. It just might work. He didn't do it. Instead, he brought back in the quarterback with the torn UCL and told him to hand off, which to me is kind of the same thing as just taking a knee. Um, why do you think Kyle Shanahan didn't go with the Wildcat? To me, I don't think he probably has, didn't have it installed. And, I totally and agree. They, right? didn't want to, they, didn't want to they, they probably put this much time installing the Wildcat, right? <laughs> this this much. They probably say it's in the it's in the playbook, but did they actually spend a day in camp working on Wild? No, and plus McCaffrey's only been on the team half a year, so he no, they don't have it. it wasn't an option, don't you think? I bet, it's, I bet it wasn't an option. It's too bad. You'd think a guy who's been like, coaching the team six years with a lot of vets could could go, you know, could dig deep in the playbook. But I just don't think. It's too bad, too, because it might have worked. It might have freaking worked. I mean, you know the other team didn't prepare for it. You have, I mean, if you had to imagine, like, what is the best potential Wildcat combo in the league, in the backfield? Debo and McCaffrey, no? I mean, they'd be yeah. up there. Yeah. You've Why not try it one time? One time. 
One freaking play. Give it a shot. Because is is handing off with Purdy any different than taking a knee? I mean, you might get some yards. Someone might get hurt. I don't know. He could have got hurt more, actually. I mean, what if could have got hurt more? God, I mean, thank goodness McCaffrey didn't get hurt in that game. He played great. But anyway, I would have liked the Wildcat. Do you think they didn't have one freaking Wildcat play? Hey, the last few games of the season, they had teams doing it to them. Seems like other teams at least practiced it a little bit. Why not? I mean, at that, at that point, like, they could have just done whatever. Like, just have fun. Like, go do the whole ring around the Rosie, like, Andy Reid thing. Like, just, just, just. I don't know, man. If you're just going to hand off, just take a knee and say, I quit. We're done. We don't want to be. We don't want to be here. Our, you know, the game's over. We don't want our guys to get hurt because that, that was essentially their attitude, right? Hey, unlucky. Brock's hurt. The yeah. Game's over. We can't compete. So then don't compete, man. Just take a knee. Because he was, he said, I'm really proud of the way the guys went out, like on their sword. Like, nah, man. Like, just either really compete or really quit. Don't don't like do this half stepping baloney. You know what I mean? Like, make it look good, but you're really not trying. I don't know. I don't like it. Thought that would have been cool. And it's like. Why didn't they install Wildcat? Because that's not Kyle's freaking system, man. That would be like, okay, let's install something for an emergency. He wouldn't do that. He would. He wouldn't do it. So anyway, too bad. So now let's talk about the Niners' luck. Are they? <laughs> are the 49ers as unlucky as they say they are? Because that's that's their story. They're sticking to it. Uh, they should have won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, but Nick Bosa got held straight up. And then the next year they should have won, but they had, I mean, Nick Bosa got hurt and they had the most injuries in the league. Then in 2021, they should have won the Super Bowl, but Jaquaski Tart dropped a gimme interception and now he's off the team. And then this year they should have won too, but Brock Purdy got hurt in the most flukiest of ways. Um, is that just the most unluckiest of unlucky stretches that you can imagine? I, I do believe in luck, but like, when you continuously have luck like that, it means you're probably not putting yourself in the best position. Yeah, you got to create your own luck at a certain point, right? To generate, right, to generate yeah. luck. And I yeah. think there's like, to just look at the, the quarterback injury, to, to injuries and just pass them off as bad luck is is, is crazy, right? Like, um, I mean, you have to at least examine that, why those why they are happening, you know? If you want it to change. Right. Like if your house just if your house was like lighting on fire, like you wouldn't just like like ah, it's bad luck. Like yeah, nah. yeah, like, it'll like, go out. It'll go yeah, out it'll eventually. Go. It'll go it'll out. Go out. Yeah. But like oh yeah, I had the I had the gas guy or electric guy come and check it. Yeah. He said everything is fine and everything. Yeah, be, I've been living here for three years. There's never been a fire. Why would I do anything <laughs> different? Because there was one fire. Why would I change my? Why would I even examine how the fire started when there's never been a fire before? Right. History indicates there will never be a fire again. And even if there is a fire, it's probably going to be for a different reason. So how could I even draw conclusions? And then it happens four, and then it happens six times. But then you still, you're still like, ah, it's it's random, completely random. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, and I'm not that's saying true. that I have, I I'm not saying that I would sit here and I have the reason, I have the reason why it's happening. But I'm not the 49ers and. Here's why the and Niners they, are unlucky. Their whole it's Kyle's attitude, but their whole attitude is they're the best. He's the best. They're the best. He said it. They're the best team in 2019. They just happen not to win. And so uh, there's nothing to learn. There's nowhere to grow. They're already the best. Every time they lose, they have an excuse. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault. It was a coincidence. So what we need to do is not overreact to one. It's one game. 
Don't overreact. Take a step back. Acknowledge that we're the best team in the league and just run it back. And eventually our luck will turn. And you know what? That's a horseshit way of thinking. And I, it's what I really don't like about the culture of this team. Like, you guys aren't champions. You shouldn't strut around like you are. And if you keep acting like this, you're never going to win it. And your legacy will go down as the team that freaking squandered a golden opportunity. Yeah, I would have just, yeah, I would say maybe the culture of the organization, right? Because they, now that I think about it, they celebrated the Harbaugh NFC championship, right? Yes. <laughs> then they, they had Harbaugh and the whole team there. Like, that was really odd when they did that. Like, who, yes. who the hell celebrates N- <laughs> conference championships? Like, I don't understand. But now what's crazy is, so they got rid of Harbaugh because he couldn't get the team over the hump. And frankly, it was the right call. He hasn't gotten any, he's never going to, he hasn't gotten Michigan over the hump. Like, that might, that's, he's not a champion, never will be a champion. Is that not Kyle? Is Kyle not like the younger, hipper, like Generation X version of freaking Jim Harbaugh? You know, a little bit cooler. Maybe. The the only the, the thing never I his would fault. Say, never his fault. Never gonna really like look deep down inside and, and, and figure, why, why am I not a champion? Why do I why do I perform my worst in the biggest games of the season? Oh, it's not my fault. Okay, all right. There, he definitely he definitely has an issue with taking blame for blame for things. Like he, I, I don't recall an issue. An issue? When has he done it? When has he ever done it? I don't know. He has. He's an inability. An inability (laughs) to do it. And he sets the tone for the whole team. Again, like the Niners, honestly, they're like the Memphis Grizzlies of the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, who do you guys think you are? They walk around like you're the best team in the league, but you haven't proven it yet. You haven't. So, miss me with all that, you know, Puffing your chest out, strutting around, like win the championship first and then act like that. Because honestly, until you do, you're kind of a, you're kind of, you're kind of a joke. I mean, not locally, but I'm looking at the, I laugh at the Memphis Grizzlies every time they talk shit and lose to the Warriors. Like, ha, who do you think you are? You haven't gotten over that hump yet. And then, I mean, I'm not laughing at the Niners because I respect them and a lot of people on this team. But after the way some of them talked and what happened in this game, it's like, wow, whoa, who do you, who do you? and then they said, it was unlucky. It was a coincidence. Like, guys, how many years of unluck and coming up just a little short is it going to take before you guys really are honest with yourselves? I mean, it's four years of being telling you deluded, being deluded, essentially. I, I can't take it. Originally, it was the Houston Rockets with James Harden, that team. It's like, whoa, guys, who do you think you are? And now it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Is there, I mean, that's who I would compare them to. Oh, so yeah. To. Yeah. The Grizz. Yeah. The Grizz. The Grizz. Bryant Culp says Kyle quit. Uh, Jimmy G would have been his Super Bowl option. Uh, do you think Kyle, yeah, the, the reason that Josh Johnson was the option was because Kyle was really hoping that Jimmy would come back and then the last minute Jimmy was like, um, I can't. Or do you think Kyle wanted to win with – do you think Kyle really thought he could win with Josh Johnson? I don't know that he thought that he could win. I thought he probably thought that it was his best his best option because he probably likes he probably likes that Johnson has some experience in the system and why he wouldn't want to bring in a guy like you know Cam Newton or something like that. I was so looking forward to see Juice play quarterback. Will Phase One says, "Here's two dollars." Hero Winchester says, "I don't blame Kyle for not challenging or putting Croft in. I blame Kyle for signing Josh Johnson and for only having two quarterbacks up on game day." These are, these are, these are, I mean, the NFC Championship game was a debacle. 
and there were ways to avoid the debacle, and Kyle did none of those things. He just yeah. he he like steered into the debacle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just end this right now. <laughs> Over. Yeah. yeah. Like I do. I do think he, like he's the he's onto something. I think that the NFL the NFL has to correct an issue yeah. with the whole. They like there used there to be a rule. Be, you could have an emergency third quarterback. They changed the rule, so they should rechange it. Right. There should be. You should be able to. They should be at basically essentially at a roster spot. That spot should be the court. Should be the the quarterback. I have a feeling what they're going to do is they're just going to they're just going to make you have one of your fifty three guys be the third quarterback because they don't want to pay. They don't yeah. want to pay the other guy. Yeah, but that's not what they should do. <clears throat> Sheeran Darwish says, "Still confused why no timeout to review. Single biggest mistake. Please send a happy B day shout out to Isaac. Happy birthday, Isaac! Shout out to Isaac." Hey, no, uh, I got to, so this is, this is a great point. So Kyle said, I didn't challenge the play. I didn't get a good look on it. I mean, from the review we had, it looked like a catch. Why not, why not just call a timeout knowing that it's the first half. You got three of them. It's the first half. I mean, you're, you're not, you're not wasting anything. You don't need to, you don't need to save them. And you can get a look. If you decide to challenge it and you win, you get that, you get it back anyway, right? You get the timeout back anyway. So win, yeah. just calling the timeout there is uh, probably a no-brainer. To Sheeran's point, Shireen's yeah, point. Sheeran, Shireen. Sorry, Shireen. Shireen. Idiot that I am. I think that you can't get you can't get overly consumed with the end of like I think we all get consumed with fourth quarter and the end of games when like the middle and the beginning are just as important as as the end like. If you yeah. get a touchdown in the first quarter, it's the same amount of points as you get as you get in the fourth, right? So that like, is true. <laughs> and the Niners lost because the Eagles start fast and the Niners don't. They haven't right. really started fast the last month, and we kept talking about it like, hey, you know, when you face Philly, this might be <laughs> you might need to play sixty minutes of football, and they weren't ready for it. They played zero minutes of football. Man, that game was whack. But you know what was cool? The Philly cheesesteaks. I liked the Philly cheesesteaks that I got in Philly. The game. Delisandros loved it. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you go to Pat's or uh, Gino's? Because McGlinchey said that Delisandros is the spot, and McGlinchey's my guy. Oh, so really? Yeah, McGlinchey's from there. I, I think his high school is like literally a mile away from Delisandros. It's a little bit further out. I think Pat's and Gino's are kind of downtown. I went out. It was hella good, dog. Hella good. The hella I'm good. Su- if, that's, if that's McGlinchey's spot, I'm surprised they let you in. McGlinchey. Hey, to, McGl- to McGlinchey's <laughs> credit. He's like painfully nice, painfully nice. He's so nice. He's. I'm just saying. I I asked. I had a minute with him alone, one on one. I just walked up to him, asked him some questions, and he just stood there and answered. He's, so he's the ultimate pro. He's, he's super nice. That's what I was gonna say. What you're gonna say? He's a professional. He's a, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Niner uh, Niner Nation for life says, "What is y'all opinion on why a guy like Belichick, for example, seems to learn from past mistakes, but Kyle can't? Does Bill not have yes men?" I don't know. I don't know Bill Belichick. I don't know. Yeah, what do I don't, you think? I don't. I don't know Bill either. But um, I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. Yes, men. Like, uh, but I mean, Bill's resume speaks for himself. A good. A good portion of his resume is attributed to Tom Brady. But I think you can. Here's the question: it. What is your goal as a coach? Is your goal to win the Super Bowl? I question that with Kyle. Because if the goal is to win the Super Bowl and you fall short, your natural instinct should be, okay, let's do a top 
top-down analysis of everything we did, find some things that contributed to us not getting over the hump. Let's do something different because this is not the goal. But with Kyle, I feel like his goal is kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Like, are you trying to win the Super Bowl? Are you trying to win the MVP? Like, Kyle just wants to be the coach of the year. He wants to be the coach that everyone says is the greatest. So um, everything is self-serving. Everything's about his ego is how I feel. Sorry. Fair, fair point. You know? So when he loses at the end of the year, it's like his instinct isn't, let's do a top-down analysis. It's let's deflect. Let's be defensive. Let's say this isn't my fault. It's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Oh, he's like, oh, no, no, no. And that's what he does, right? He's just sitting there and and just verbally verbally sparring with you. Oh, you thought? Oh, but I know about fo- I know more fo- more about football than you. Oh, oh, you can't get me there. And, like, uh huh. Great, that's a fun game that you're playing, Kyle. And that's Sorry. what and that's essentially what is and that's essentially what people that defend him do. It's like you think you know more football than Kyle Shanahan? Exactly. Um, if. I, what is your goal, Kyle? Do you want to win the Super Bowl or do you want to be the best coach in the league who has excuses when you don't win it? Fish and Chip says the protecting quarterback rule is putting them at more risk. Why block all when if a rusher touches the quarterback, it's a 15-yard penalty, more quarterbacks down this year, fact. I think he's I mean, saying that, that, that offenses are purposely not blocking pass rushers because they're trying to get the 15-yard penalty. I think that's what he's saying. And that's why quarterback injuries are up because the offenses are trying to get Maybe. to induce quarterback hits. I don't know. I, I would, I, you do not want your quarterback hit because the whole the whole reason hot take. the whole the whole reason those penalties are in there be to prevent yeah. your quarterback from being hit because they so there's never a freaking NFC Championship game like that ever again right. ever. Do you, you, do you understand how pissed the NFL probably was about that? I bet you ratings plummeted when Josh John, in, when Purdy went down. Right. In, in the past, when there was less of these rules, the defenses, we would say, hey, we'll trade penalties for hits on your quarterback because defenses <laughs> value hits on, your, <laughs> hits on your quarterback. And that's why I to, I do think there might be something to it where the Eagles got up early, where now you can be more aggressive because we've got seven points at our back. Okay, well, if we'll, we'll take hits on your quarterback for a 15-yard or whatever. And why did the NFL change the rule? Why are there so many rules to protect quarterbacks? Because they don't want games like Like that that. ever, especially in the NFC Championship game. And, again, the Niners are like, well, maybe if we had a third quarterback. You need three quarterbacks? Can't you protect one? Can't you protect one? Like, yeah, there should be a third quarterback, but can you stop – can you stop blaming everyone but yourself, please? Oh, the NFL. We need eight, we need eight quarterbacks. We need eight quarterbacks. Like, okay, dog. Okay. Uh, Barry Ball 18 says the Reddick sack on Purdy was bad, but what about Josh Johnson's second snap? Kyle tried to pull Kittle across the formation to pick up Reddick a fourth. Yes, man. And again, this is Kyle being like, okay, so they're going to criticize me for this after the game. Let me do it again okay. so I can really double down on me being on me saying, like, there's nothing wrong with me doing it. I do right. this. Here's, here's the whole thing, right? All that stuff is designed because – you're you want Reddick to expect to respect the run game to like slow down hesitate he he he, from the snap of the game he wasn't respecting the run game and when you watch every other game before that he doesn't respect the run game so why did you think he was going to respect the run game he was blowing up field on on run plays like he plays yeah. it like a wide nine DN, you know what I'm saying? He's not yeah. reading a damn thing. Go That's back right. and watch the the six previous plays before Purdy gets hurt. Run and pass. Go watch Reddick. Like he wasn't re- reacting to anything. So yeah, Kyle, bud. But, but the pass, 
Yeah. That's what he's yeah. 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 And it, yeah. And again, like that stuff was in the opening script. So whatever Kyle saw on film when he was watching the Eagles defense, he was like, oh, this Reddit guy. Yeah. There was a comment I commented on one of the things on one of the I think it was the Baldy Brain on somebody said, you know, oh, uh there the Kyle expected <clears throat> expected Reddit to respect uh risk to uh slow to, to respect the orbit motion by uh by Debo. I'm like why? What? In what piece of film did you see all year where where Reddick was going to look at any kind of motion? Like, oh yeah, let me let me go get that. Like he's going after the quarterback in every game. Yeah, I don't know what Kyle thought Reddick was going to do on that, but it was kind of cute that Kyle thought that he would. I like, dude, you must not know Hassan Reddick's game. I guess you were unfamiliar. Zachary Kelway says, "Hate the idea." This is this this is the new. Kyle Shanahan defense line. I love this. I hate the idea of judging a team on whether they win a Super Bowl each year. Each year? How about one year? Terrible reactionary <laughs> way to run a franchise like OCD Bill Walsh. All of a sudden, it's not about finishing the job. It's 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 not about winning the Super Bowl. That's that's an old that's like judging a baseball player by RBIs and home runs. It's really about EPA in the regular season. No, no, no. It's really about who had the longest win streak that year? It's really about the friends you made along the way. That's what it is. <laughs> the feelings that you felt along the way. Yes, I agree. If Kyle Shanahan comes close and doesn't get over the hump, I will enjoy the experience. It will be fun. I, I think like you and I are, di- are different opinion on whether or not they should fire Kyle Shanahan. I do still think he's one of the better coaches in, in the league. Um, and... You know, he's consistently in NFC Championship games. Um, I don't think they should be fired. However, I don't think he's a, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. Thus, I don't think he's above reproach. Like, like right. there are definitely things. Are he's not going to get out. fired. I would trade him right now because I think his his uh, value is high, and I don't think he's going to yeah. win the Super Bowl. So I feel like, what are we wasting our time with? But but if he misses the playoffs next year, I think they will fire him. I'm going to say that. So in that sense. I don't know if he's on the hot seat, but he has to perform. The team is good. There's no excuses. You can't play the injury excuse. You got to make the playoffs. Which he there's seven. There's seven entrants. The yeah. NFC's not I that great. That, I think that's fair. I remember uh, you were talking with your father. You were talking about previously co- coaches that have been yeah. fired, Andy Reid. Yeah. And, but I think they missed the playoffs. Andy, yeah. They missed. They had consecutive years of losing seasons. I think that's yeah. when you fire those yeah. guys. And when you brought up a guy like George Seifer who got fired. George, remember George Seifer got fired after a winning season, and then what happened after that? They, the Niners, they, what they hired Mariucci, and then Mariucci basically Mariucci lost to Green Bay too. <laughs> yeah, so, he lost to he lost it. No, he beat Green Bay. Remember that was the the Owens Owens Owens. He got it. He got it. He beat, he beat Green Bay, and then he lost, and then Garrison Hurst broke his ankle, and they lost to um, Atlanta in the he, NFC Championship game. But didn't 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 Mariucci lose to Green Bay a year? in the previous year i'm sure he day. lost him eventually yeah. but i think that yeah, yeah. first year i think his first year he beat green bay i could be wrong about that that was 97 he probably lost him in 98 I, maybe i'm wrong man i was i was yeah, young. I, think he, I was young. i think he lost I was maybe he's flipped maybe he's flipped. he maybe lost flipped. early and then they then they beat him and then they lost okay and they right. lost Atlanta or yeah. Whatever. but yeah yeah i think he fired kyle could be fired if he goes if he has consecutive losing seasons but like if he gives if he gives again the nfc championship games i mean Unless I mean, Doug Peterson got fired three years after winning a Super Bowl, but I, th- I think they felt he lost a locker room. And what I'm looking at right now is Trent Williams. What's, gonna tr- what's Trent Williams going to do? If he retires, amazing. that to me indicates maybe the locker room starting to lose confidence that they're going to win a Super Bowl. Because uh, uh, they're here. 
Like, why is Trent here to win a Super Bowl with Kyle? Because he believes in Cal. He believes in Cal. <laughs> but if he if he re, if he retires on Cal, then that's the best player on the team being like, you know what? I'm wasting my time. I'm gonna go retire. So I'm curious to see. Kyle's Cal said he expects Trent to be back. Yeah, I bet you do. So let's see what Trent says. That's a big one. If you remove Kyle's first two years, he had to rid the roster of crybaby kneelers. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. Ooh. Well, Zachary, that says a lot about you. He took the team to an NFC Championship game 75% of the time. Yeah, he, you know who he's a lot like when you take away those first two years? His resume is almost identical to Harbaugh's. Identical. Identical. Just saying. G.I. Jones says in the draft, isn't it kind of funny that the Niners fired Harbaugh and essentially got another one? At least for now. Like, they're, that's, that's their fate. G.I. Jones is in the draft. C, uh, center, right guard, right tackle instead of Lance equals Super Bowl two times. Uh, with, with Jimmy? Super Bowl well, two times? I think we'll, we'll talk about them in probably in a later show, but I think you could, the thing you got to remember about the Niners drafts is the Niners don't draft for next year. They draft for, two, they draft for the following year. So, like, the 49ers aren't drafting for 2023 this year. They're going to be drafting for 2024. So they're – the, the guys you expect to make an impact are already on the team. Dustin, the Gale says with 95 million in cap space to play with the first overall pick in the draft and an upcoming quarterback showing promise, could the bears be a threat to the Niners next year? Um, that's an interesting question. I wouldn't rule it out. I feel like they are a few wide receivers away from being competitive. They were competitive this year from like winning games. Winning is what you want to do in the NFL. Most <laughs> of the time. But not the whole Super Bowl. You just want to win a lot. You just want to win twelve in a row and then come close and be like, "Hey, wasn't that fun?" That's what I say. But anyway, the Bears. What do you think? Uh, I will say that that the good thing about ha- having a need for wide receivers is these drafts always have a ton of them. So yep, yep. I mean, and there's usually a guy who you know on a team where they don't want to pay him, like AJ Brown last year. So yeah. they could they could trade. Keep speaking facts. Screw Kyle's media errand boys. His boxing fan times four. Not just times three or two. Appreciate you. Dustin the Gale says, plus uh, the Bears already beat the Niners. I I mean, I I like Justin Fields. I feel like he could do – I feel like if you put him on the Eagles, they wouldn't miss a beat. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, Kyle, Trey, let's do something different. (laughs) B-gap, says Twisted Clown. You are Twisted Clown. Oh, Zachary Kellaway. Kyle's just trying to do the best job he can. (laughs) Every year the team gets better. Hopefully Jed runs the team like the Rooney Steelers do and fire and life him. Life him. Did the team get better this year? They they lost in the NFC Championship. It seems like they had the I same season as the year before. I wouldn't life him, but I do think the better champion, the better teams do give their chance, give their coaches a chance, like a chance. Like remember the Steelers, the Steelers sat on Bill Cowher when people were calling for his head, and he eventually got them a Super Bowl. Yeah, but the Steelers always have, like, leaders of men as their head coaches. Like, I don't know if the Steelers would ever have a, a Kyle Shanahan as their coach. I mean, they always have defensive guys that are stern leaders. I don't think they would have a, a glorified OC who goes by Cal and wants to be called on a first-name basis with his player. I just don't think – I don't see it. And maybe that's their loss. And throw balls at peace offense. That's just Cal being Cal. Goldblooded says Cal needs to take accountability for who his starters are. Are we not going to ask why Eric can't tackle when he has the quarterback dead to rights for a safety? Um, yeah, uh, Eric said he, you know, wished he could do it over again. 
Kyle said, Kyle said, I'm sorry for Josh Brock, Jimmy G getting hurt, but not for Trey by saying he has a dual threat quarterback thoughts. Uh, he didn't really say sorry for any of them. I mean, he was. No. The, the funny thing with the, with the trip, you, you feel slightly different than, than, I, than I do. Shit. You got this. What is that? It's, it's a, I, I don't know. Somebody's doing. Somebody right. decided to do some work. All right. Okay. Um, I think that uh, you guys feel a little different. Or you feel a little different than I do about about this, but I think that um, I think the the funny thing with the whole quarterback shit is that the fluke actually might be Trey, and like the the, hmm. the things to question hmm. are all the other guys that like are just getting hurt left and right from throwing the ball in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, the, like yeah, like wait a second. <laughs> they're supposed to be protected there that's a good point i mean like, that's true i, I think yeah. there's an overall quarterback protection issue like yes. you thought you thought in the beginning of the season it was just a, it was it was trey lance it was trey lance no right. there's an overall no the trey lance is more under like the running back protection issue considering the way they use him i'm just saying ak 49 says kyle said i'm sorry no we got you americ master says trade arm said zero sacks eight tackles bad contract yeah that sounds like someone teams are trying to trade for Although it's funny, on uh, Twitter, everyone tells you how great Eric Arm says it is. But try to trade him. See how that goes. Uh, I Good luck. I think our, I think our Eric Arm says is better than is, is better than maybe people perceive. I don't know that. I, he's, he's probably good. overpaid. But he's probably overpaid, but who's not overpaid in the NFL? Like Me. I feel like Christian McCaffrey lives up to his, his money. Kittle lived up to his money this year. I feel like there's well, we'll talk about Armstead in a minute. William Bonnet says, Do you think Purdy's injury to his elbow will mentally affect him as much as physically being scared to get clipped again and start rushing no. throws, messing with his timing because that was his strength? I mean, I think you see it all the time with, with quarterbacks who are affected by past injuries and don't necessarily play. Look at Carson Wentz, look at Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. It happens all the freaking time. I don't know. Yeah. Hope not. Hope not. Bryant Culp says, Kyle, the new Andy Reid. Eagles, five NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl loss. Kyle, three NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl loss, not counting Atlanta. And again, what's interesting about Andy Reid is he never got over the hump in Philly, ever. And so they fired right. him. What he did do and Or they let him go. They let him go. What what Andy Reid did do and Kyle has yet to do is he found the quarterback. Yeah, he did. And kept him healthy. Fish, and he, it was, I mean, it wasn't like, was, was Donovan McNabb a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. He was good. He was good. He's he was a Pro Bowl quarterback though. Pro Bowl quarterback, have, a very good quarterback. The Niners haven't had a Pro Bowl quarterback. No, no, it's true. Fish and chips. I mean, he wasn't Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe he was. I, the way I remember Donovan McNabb was, um, a little overweight, <laughs> just a little overweight all the time. Like he seemed like he kind of. I don't know. I don't. Am I am I wrong? Is that is that harsh? Sorry. Kyle was unprepared. We knew Eagles took uh, bad O-lines apart. Reddick blitz 77% in season. Kyle devalued his impact and went PA early, so ears back. Yeah, it just seemed like, don't you want to run the ball and, and like, throw quick passes? To, the first pass was that quick pass to, to Kittle. Like, that worked. Why do you want to, why do you want to take deep drops? Why? We got to we gotta get Linville Joseph double teamed. Like, we got <laughs> to get him blocked. <laughs> All right, moving on. Is the 49ers defensive coordinator search a cause for concern? They were sort of flirting with Vic Fangio, but it seemed like since they wanted to keep Chris Kacarek and this wide nine system, that Fangio decided to go uh, to Miami where he, where he would have complete creative control. And so now the Niners are now fighting to hold on to Kacarek 
because Houston is trying to bring him over there with D'Amico Ryans. Uh, I don't know. Um, it seems like the Niners might want Steve Wilkes, but now they got to figure out how to keep Kaserik, and maybe that involves promoting him to a position he doesn't really want in defensive coordinator. What do you think is happening here? Coach. Um, I don't think that, I don't think that like, oh, this is one of the things that would probably be cause for concern is probably like uh, on the lower end, just because they've had, they've hit big on two defensive coordinators. Right. So I think I would give them a lot of rope here, like with what, what they decided to do, because this is one thing that they seem to get right. Um, you know, and maybe Chris promoting Chris, Chris Herrick is not the best idea. Maybe, like I don't know him. I don't know him internally, and I don't. I, I don't know of him. Just because someone is a great position coach doesn't mean they're going to be a great coordinator. Um, Real quick, know, I asked him in OTAs, like, "Hey, man, you're like the best D D line coach. I mean, do you have aspirations to be a D coordinator?" He's like, "Honestly, when I was younger, I did, but they told me you got to watch coverages, and I tried, but I kept watching the D line, and I just all I want to watch." So it's like, if yeah. that's how he feels, how, you really want to make that guy your D coordinator? He pretty much says yeah. he does. He'd be doing it reluctantly. <laughs> You, you know what might have happened is his wife might have seen that video and been like, what? Shut up. <laughs> they will triple your salary. Shut up. So maybe he's looking at the at the offer. He's like, all right, man. I mean, can't you can't you keep him? What they should do is just make him the assistant head coach. Give him a make him the assistant head coach. Give him a raise. But don't make him the DC. He doesn't want to be the DC unless he does want to be the DC. Maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. You can make him like you can make him assistant coach, passing game coordinator, passing game coordinator. Let him design the yeah. the rushes, the blitzes, and all that all that stuff. You can do that stuff with it. like, but I don't know internally. Also, what is what is what is his desire? Like, is is it does he really want to be a coordinator? Does he does, or does he just want more money? Or what does he what does he want? But like, if money is the issue, more money. <laughs> we want some of that money, guy. I want more money, guy. Uh. D'Amico, I got to say real quick, man, he's coming for the Niners coaches. Like Robert Sala never tried to go for Chris Kaserik. It didn't seem like it. It was almost like, uh, I'll take my, I'll take Mike LaFleur. I'll take the rejects. D'Amico's like, I'm coming for Kaserik, Kyle. Kyle, what you going to do about it, Kyle? That's very bold of D'Amico. Kyle's over here. He's like, if they lose Kaserik, hold I'm just saying. If they lose Kaserik, dude, this season upcoming, if Brock isn't ready, if they lose Kaserik, Hey, man, Kyle better make the playoffs. I mean, I'm sure he will, well, but he better. The, Trent Williams the retires. Interesting thing, the interesting thing, like, if you brought in a, a veteran guy like Steve Wilkes mm-hmm. and you do his other guys on the staff, one of the benefits of a veteran guy like Wilkes is he's going to have contacts, so he's going to be able to pull in other guys, good guys on, on the staff that yeah. he, can, he can bring in. So that's one of the benefits of bringing, bringing veteran guys as Steve Wilkes. I do think it's interesting that that – as I recall, in their searches in the past, they didn't really look at too many veteran guys. Um, I think they, they looked at Fangio the first time around, right? I mean, the first when when he was initially looking for a DC, and then they end up settling on Robert Sala. Yeah. But like, do you think it might be the Niners are kind of tired of the revolving door, and they're like, all right, well, a guy like Fangio and Wilkes probably less likely to get a head coaching job because they've done kind of done through done it before and teams are probably mm-hmm. less likely to give these guys another shot yeah that's a good question but what, what i think is interesting the niners seem like they wanted fangio but ultimately they were trying to get fangio to work with kaseric and that's a tough one because kaseric runs a 4-3 wide nine and fangio runs a 3-4 like a you know 3-4 under 
And that's tough. I think Fangio's got to the point in his career where he can he can ask to do whatever the hell he wants to do. And so right. if they missed out on Fangio because they didn't want to make those concessions, but then lose Kacerik to Houston, that would be tough. That would yeah, be tough. It's like, hey, hey actually, be- Vic, we were kidding. Come back. Do whatever the hell you want. Kacerik's gone. Uh, they got to work it out with this. They cannot lose Chris Kacerik after losing Fangio to keep Kacerik. Cannot lose Chris Kacerik. Way too important. Kyle, Cal, figure that out. But if they have to make him DC to keep him, that's very interesting to me. How are you going to make that work? Because he doesn't even want, he doesn't freaking want to do it. He told me. I have it on camera. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch coverage. <laughs> he said it on camera. I didn't ask him to say that. He just went for it. I was like, dog, this is on the record. Zachary Kellaway says the entire NFL is trying to pilfer any coach who shook hands with Kyle Shanahan. I say hire Steve Wilkes. More free draft picks when he gets a head coaching job. That just comes across as uh, callous when he says it. I think I think the Niners are aware of that, are aware of getting the free yes. draft picks, but I think they generally do hire their best people for the positions. Um, and, and it is commended uh, to be commended to hiring non-white coaches because so many teams don't even consider it. Aren't there franchises that have never had a a non-white head coach like the Giants? Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. I mean, but it, wait, wait, wait. it's not just the, well, let's say it's not just coaching. It's through the entire organization. Right, right. they're getting draft picks because um, Ron Carthon just took Front the job as GM. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. And and Good what's also cool is like Ron, Ron. I thought another thing that was cool with Ron was he was he's an ex player an ex-NFL player and I think that's really cool an ex-NFL player getting definitely getting right getting yeah absolutely um this year there was Talanoa Hufunga and Aaron Banks two guys who were just pretty much relegated to the bench more Banks than Hufunga as rookies and then instantly inserted to the uh, starting lineup day one of OTAs with no hesitation from the coaching staff and they were solid one was a solid starter one was an all-pro you got any uh, potential guys who could do that this upcoming season? Well, I think that I think that they're looking at like right, like you, I think people might initially think um, people might initially think Jackson, right? Because he was their high draft pick. He had some sacks this year. Yeah. Um, however, I've got some trepidation with him because, like, if you look at his sacks. All of his sacks, I believe, they all come on T stunts. So, like, Ooh. yeah, there's, there's. So he's coming from the inside. He's coming from. Yeah. He's coming from outside inside. So yeah. there's an art to that. There's definitely an art to that. But the more important thing that you you should be able to do or need to be able to do as a pass rusher is just beat your man. Win one on one. Right, and I don't know that he's been able to do that consistently. And I think that's probably why he has he didn't play towards the end of the year because they felt like there were other guys do a better job of that. Um, now, Harry Hyder. Yeah. That all being Charles said, yeah. Yeah. my pick for the guy to really excel and start and do well is Womack. Talk about it. I think he's, I think he showed early on. He had some, he had skills. He definitely could cover deep. He definitely can cover deep. I think they wanted to play inside. Uh, I think it was, uh, and Sherman, I believe, talked about it too. Usually, you go with vets there inside because it's, it's a lot harder. I think his spot might be outside. Um, you know, the 49ers don't like playing rookies, so they went with Lenore. I think Womack might be the guy next year that they play outside, and then they move 
Lenore inside. Sounds crazy because Lenore played well down the stretch outside, but I think that might be his spot. Yeah, or if they bring back Emmanuel Mosley, they could have Womack and Lenore compete in the inside. That's an interesting call, though, because Womack looked good in the preseason, didn't he? He had interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. And he can cover downfield. It's not just and they benched him like for no reason. There was like no play where he got beat where they're like, oh, you can't, you can't have that guy. Yeah. The Whereas there are plenty of plays like that from Diamondor Lenore who was allowed to work through them and improve. Right. And you got to remember, just because a guy played well at the end of the year doesn't mean that they're not going to bench him because uh, – Cambry Thomas. Cambry, yeah. Sorry, I beat you to it. It's true. Yeah, Cambry Although Thomas. that being said, I think it's pretty clear that Diamondor Lenore, there is something he's sort of driven uh, – in a way that maybe I, I can't speak for Ambry Thomas, but it seems like yeah. Diamador took that and Ambry sort of let him do it um, in a way that remember when Mosley took it from uh, Witherspoon kind of mm-hmm. like that. And like. maybe yeah. also, I mean, Womack maybe a year or after a year in the system um, might be able to pick up that nickel spot too. If they decided to just play him, True. play him inside, but he's, True. he's the guy I think that he might, yeah, I mean, he's a little faster than Lenore. Lenore keeps giving up big plays on the outside. So that you got that can't – he had those two big picks. But still, I wonder if that, if the, that keeps happening, you got to move him out of there. The other guy, the other guy uh, uh, honorable mention might be Khalil Davis. He was injured this past year. He's a guy that – Khalil Davis, a guy that that's was, a good call. Yeah, he used to be he – he was a linebacker, and he moved him to defensive tackle. Um, he's – quick he's been injured this past year now the Niners don't necessarily have the best history with red uh red shirt injury guys but yeah also I wouldn't be surprised if they move Burford to right tackle frankly I mean I think they probably want McGlinchey back but it's possible that he gets priced out like Tomlinson and they move Burford to right tackle they could say that was the plan all along and they could put someone like Jason Poe at guard or someone I don't know so there could be Nick's a Kel, although he, he could be the center. He could be the center. Poe could be the guard. Those could be two right there. I could see I could see that happening. I just <laughs> yeah. Like I do think that that McGlinchey might be pricing himself out. I mean, right now as he's right just now, so think, good. <laughs> right, if right, you're right. a GM from another team, Mike McGlinchey had a great year. This a great year, and I think you should give him a large multi-year deal because he deserves it. And you know what? I think the Niners were a mere stepping stone for Mike, and he deserves to go to bigger and better places. So I, I give him my full endorsement. I don't think I don't think McGlinchey is as bad as maybe it seems. <laughs> Me neither. I, he gets a bad rap, and I won't stand for it. But I don't think that you should overpay. Like I think the market's going to be a high demand for him. Another team should, but this up. team shouldn't. Right. Yeah. This is an opportunity to upgrade. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. Is is Burford an upgrade over McGlinchey at right tackle? Maybe. Maybe he I don't is. Know. I mean, we'll but see. Here and this is the this is the problem with right tackle the issue at right tackle is that most of the best tackles in the league are first or second round picks. And that goes for left side or right side. And the Niners right. don't have don't have that. So Right. So what, what are you gonna do? Uh, God forbid dude. Trent Williams retires. God forbid Trent Williams retires. Yeah, that that's the if, one. If he retires, the, they can miss the playoffs. 
if if he retires, if I'm Brock Purdy, I'm getting the surgery. I'm, I'm like, surgery. I'm taking my. Tie. I'm getting the surgery. Like, oh man, yeah, there would be a domino effect. Chris Kasarik, <laughs> I'm going. To, I'm going to Houston. <laughs> Emmerich says backup quarterback one year deal. One year deal. Darnold Mayfield Brissett. So who's your Dar- who's your who's your guy who's the next bench player that you think is going to step up next year? Oh snap! Um, I, I mean, Tyler I mentioned Poe. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, Poe. Po, I forgot. Uh, Who's uh, going to be the linebacker who replaces Aziz? Oren Burks. Yeah. It's yeah. It, They're going to draft a guy. They're going to draft a guy. I don't know. You know what? Kalia Davis. Could be Kalia probably, Davis at nose tackle. Could be Kalia Davis at nose tackle. Grant, I think that's probably the linebacker is probably like the least of my worries, just because they've been able to They'll find out. out. Yeah, it's like, it'll, whoever it'll be. They'll whoever. figure it out. They'll figure it out. Amrick says backup quarterback one year deal. Darnold Mayfield Brissett. They. They have their two. They have two starters in the team right now, and I yeah. think they'll draft another guy, and they'll probably sign another guy, and one of them will make the team, and one of them will go to the practice squad. They'll probably have four quarterbacks in their team. I say DTR because really he went to my really favorite good. school, and we're best friends. And what happens is players that went to UCLA when they get in the locker room, I'm like, hey, UCLA, UCLA, like Quantrez Knight. We're like best friends every time he's in Brent? the locker room. What about Brendo? No, I think I I talk too much crap about Brendel. I think he knows it too. So I just kind of left him alone. <laughs> I interviewed him one time at the end of the year. I swear it was it went up on my YouTube channel uh, last week before they played the Eagles, and I was like, "So, um, how much have you watched Jason Kelsey throughout the years, and what do you admire about his game?" And he really said, "Yeah, man. I mean, he's a lot like me. You know, he's, you know, he's a little bit smaller." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we come back to that first thing you just said that you said about him and you being like a lot?" Like each other, because that was because he's an all pro. But he, hey, you got to be. Brendel's probably feeling himself after that Pro Bowl alternate selection, baby. Coach says, "Cal just killed me. I'm in a meeting, bro." <laughs> me and my wife been saying that for months, man. <laughs> Cal, Cal, Zachary Kelway says the entire NFL is trying to pill for any coach who stop, shook hands with Cal. I say hire Steve Wilkes. Did we get you already? Yeah, I think we did. Cal will figure that out, and Cal we trust. Did the opportunity cost of drafting Lance cost Super Bowl? Um, no, because that assumes that you could win it with Jimmy, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm going to say no. I, I, no. I don't think – I think they needed to improve at quarterback. I just – they probably needed a guy who could play a little quicker. They, it, they might have They might have it in Lance or, or Brock Purdy, yeah. but – they got both those guys injured just to figure it out. Good point. Thank you. Ricky says, <laughs> like, "Hey, I saw this. It's true. You'll never know." But they could. But they said it's the it's the players. It's, it's on them to prove that they can stay healthy. Hey, I saw the slime, the Family Stone album behind you. Is that your mom's? Also, got a favorite album on that wall. It is my mom's. My favorite album on this wall. Which one would it be? The ABBA album. Was ABBA on there with your with Fernando? I would say it's 1999 by Prince, which is right. Hold on, there. Let's get Prince in the picture today. Prince, right there with uh, Morris Day right next to him. Although it really should be Purple Rain next to Morris Day, but you know I'm you know, just saying. Uh, Nathan says if Brock Purdy and Lance both get hurt this season, what are the chances of Bosa at quarterback? What are the chances? About, what about Cal at quarterback? All right, moving on. Let's rank the 49ers free agents most likely to return to the team this offseason. Who do you think's coming back? 
Well, I'm going to say, I think, I think most likely, probably Mosley because he was hurt. Uh, but I still right. think there's a chance. I still think there's a chance because he played really well in corner. People need a it's corner. True. Need corner. Someone can offer him a, a a deal, and it it doesn't have to be necessarily a, a blockbuster deal. But I if it's remember, remember he's You're a UDFA, right. right? He's a UDFA, so he has not right. made money. So no, this he's going to go to the highest bidder. Right, and I so think what the Niners it, are hoping, to your point, is that this injury suppresses his value, and they'll get like a hometown discount kind of thing. If that doesn't happen, he's gone. Right, and they and, have Lenore, they have Womack, all that. I mean, it's possible that Lenore's starting on the outside, and Womack's in the is the nickel next year, and Ward is gone, Mosley's gone, both of them. Yeah, I think, I, I think Ward is a high. Like, he's he's going to get paid, likely, and they're not going to pay. He's him. More likely not going to come back. I, don't think, I think. So. I think Jimmy more than likely not going to come back. Uh, Garoppolo, no. Yeah, yeah, no. The two Jimmy, two Jimmy's gone. I think so. Um, I think so. Mike McGlinchey, I think we just talked about him earlier. I think the market is going to price him out as well. The Niners only have 16 million cap space available right now. Um, they have now they they're going to have to do some cap maneuvering, I think, and they will. So I think they'll restructure some contracts and maybe they get themselves like. 10 mil, but they still got to, they got to pay Bosa. They got to sign their draft, their draft class, which I think is going to eat up around eight or nine, eight or nine mil. So like real quick, you know, what's interesting. The fact that there's going to be a new D coordinator, this could change who they want to keep. You know, the new D coordinator might be like, hold on. I want Jimmy Ward. I don't want Deshaun Gibson. Deshaun Gibson could go to Houston with D'Amico. That could be D'Amico's guy. So some of these guys, you don't know, maybe Mosley goes to Houston too. Who knows? Here's the other thing too. I, I don't, this I don't know how much Tashawn Gibson has been paid in his career either. He just came off a really nice, a really nice career. If someone throws money yeah. at him, why, why should he say no? Um, right. So you can go year to year with the Niners and give them a discount at, at, when he's thirty three right. years old. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I don't think the Niners are going to get away with just like offering him uh, Jaquesky Target type of, type of deal. You know, uh, maybe no, they he, will, he maybe might they he will. might be kind of expensive too. Not expensive, but he might be. More than they want to pay for. Right. Right. I mean, the, the gap between him and Jimmy Ward might not even be that big. I don't know. Same, same and also, you don't know who D'Amico wants to take with him. That's right. a team that, that's probably got cap space and uh, a lot of open starting spots. Remember, Salah didn't – I don't believe Salah took anybody with him. The only the, the guy that he kind of – he didn't take anybody with him initially, right? He signed. I don't like, think Salah has a ton of personnel power in, in New York. Maybe D'Amico doesn't either. I don't know. Well, um, I, I don't think so. I don't know that – Remember Casario is in is in that Texan, but I think he's. I think what about Jawan Jennings? He's a free agent. He, I think is it so. is it an RFA? Let me see, Jawan Jennings. Is he an RFA? No, he's. What am I doing? He's an ERFA, really? So I guess he's coming back, huh? He's coming back. Too bad. He might have got paid, but he ain't. So he's coming back. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Jordan Willis, Tabor Pepper. Got to bring back Tabor. If they don't bring back Tabor Pepper, they are not serious about winning a championship. That guy, the consistency. No one gives him. No one talks about Tabor Pepper. Pisses me off. Sometimes I just sit around here like this, thinking about Tabor Pepper and how little credit he gets. He has a good Twitter account, though. 
He does. He, he does. It's um, important for your long snapper to be active on Twitter. I like. How that. about how about the guy that he snaps the ball to, Robbie? How about or sorry? Oh, Robbie he's Tyler. out. He's gone. Robbie Gold. He's Robbie gone. Gold. Definitely gone. So, so gone. Who? What about Samson be? Ebicom? Gone. What about Charles Menihue? Mm-hmm. He's got some issues. Depending on uh, gone, think so. Uh, He's gonna get paid unless this issue I, prevents him from getting paid. Although they, they, he hasn't even gotten charged in the year. A guy like a guy like uh, right, but a guy like a Menihue, they sh- they've shown in, in what three consecutive years that they could find that guy. Like, exactly, and that's supposed to be Drake Jackson. They shouldn't pay. They shouldn't pay him. No, Kerry Hyder. Stay. <laughs> Why not, right? Hassan Ridgeway. Uh, depends how they how they they could replace yeah. him, but I, I, the, as a last resort, it, Maurice Hurst gone, but like who cares? Like maybe yeah. back. Like, yeah, like you can come to camp, relevant, maybe relevant, camp body. Relevant. Yeah, Jason Verrett. Uh, gone. Yeah, Tavares t- Moore. Gone, but who cares? Yeah, I mean. So then there's, I think there's Colton McKivitz. They could probably keep him. Um, keep him Kevin Givens. Aziz Alshair's gone, too. He's going to Houston, I bet. Is is Givens an RFA or is he's a UDFA? Let me see. Maybe he's a U- UFA. Good player. He is a good player. I like him. What are you? Oh, I don't know. Where you at, bud? RFA. RFA. Okay. It's coming back. Thank God! So really, I mean, it's possible they don't bring back. I mean, what they do is they just give Nick Bosa all the money in the world and let a lot of – they could lose a lot of guys. They could lose a lot of guys. They could lose Mosley. They could lose Ward and Gibson. Or keep one of them. And they don't – They keep one of them. It's gonna be tough with only with with the cap space, man. I, I just like they. I would they might be able to keep Gibson. Get, I would say I would bet on Gibson. Gibson's most likely, right? He'll be the cheapest. Gibson yeah. and Mosley were probably the two, and Mosley maybe only because he's in, he's injured. But if Mosley wasn't well, injured, he'd be gone. Given like given sure. how well Lenore played in the playoffs, I could see the Niners saying, you know what. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Oh, we're gonna give Mosley this much of an offer, and if anyone goes over, oh, we're totally cool with Lenore. I, I think their expect. I think their expectation coming into the season before Mosley was hurt was that they were gonna lose Mosley right. in this free agency. Right. That's exactly. why they drafted Womack. That's why they drafted Lenore. That's why they drafted right. Amy Thomas and all Agreed. those guys. They saw this coming, right. and to your point, he they still could get priced out. Um, so really, the guy who's most likely to return is like the RFAs, <laughs> Jawan Jennings, I, probably Gibson. Although I wonder with him, he's an older DB, but at the same time, he's been really consistent his whole career. Good player. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, Another thing that could happen, right? If like let's say D'Amico's got a bunch of draft picks and all that, and what if he likes Kevin Givens and he wants to sign Kevin Givens, so you get a draft pick for Kevin Givens, and then if you have a lot of confidence in a guy like Cleo Davis. Leah Davis can step in and he can play that Kevin Givens role, and then you get a draft pick from Houston. Yeah, it'd be interesting because they do, they do need like they do need another edge guy opposite Bosa, another like impact mm-hmm. edge mm-hmm. guy. 
Epicom's really he's a solid player, but I don't think mm. he's he's not impact edge guy. Like if either's Drake. Yeah, I don't know that he is either. I maybe, think he's more of maybe, like an Amenehu kicks inside, rushes from the interior kind of guy. Yeah, maybe maybe he will be this year. Maybe you know he'll 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 be that guy that second year and he'll turn into a monster. But when I asked Arden I Key about Drake Jackson before the season, he said if you go back and look at his sacks, most of them came from the interior, and we kind of felt that he could do a lot of the things that Arden Key did for us. That's what he said. That's the vision. And if that's the well, if that's the the role, then he needs to be stronger because Amenehu and is way stronger than him, at least or Key was too. I'm actually I'll I'll, I'll uh, make a just they don't necessarily need they do need another it'd be nice to have another impact edge player but they need another impact guy on that defensive line Pass like it could be an interior it could be an interior well, it's guy supposed to be Armstead it's supposed to be Eric Armstead maybe it will be I think I think Armstead is I think he he's is, great stop talking about Eric Armstead yeah he's great uh huh he's phenomenal he's definitely giving the Niners all that they're paying for I agree sorry I didn't mean to cut you off keep going let's talk about Eric Armstead. Uh, he's great no, I, so yeah, good yeah. he's the best defensive lineman with no sacks this year he was by far the best defensive lineman who had no sacks this year i thought nathan said if brock purdy and lance both get hurt this season what are the chances that bosa did we get you already Bosa quarterback yeah. hold on beast uh hydra says, gave up with a half left not going wildcat earlier was disgraceful this isn't a regular season game as the nfc championship needed to show more i felt like you gotta go wildcat but I think they would have if they could have, and I think Coach said they probably did install it. What's the deal with Verrett? I think he's probably done. Yeah. I, I think he's probably done. He's gotten hurt too it, many times. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is the worst contract on the team this upcoming season? Can I, I, I think I know where you're going with it. I think – I, think I mean, it's different every year, right? You're going Armstead. When I say worst, it's like it's the one that looks the most uh, the most difficult for the player to live up to, given what the number is and the position they play. You're going Armstead. I know last year, last year you felt it was George Kittle, but I think Brock Purdy proved that wrong. Um, well, I don't think like George Kittle's cap number was like eight last year. I think he was fine. I think it goes up this year. But if he stays healthy, I think he's shown that he can live up to that. Christian McCaffrey can live up to the twelve million they're paying him. Debo's uh, number hasn't gotten big yet, but the two most, the two highest paid players on the team are uh, Trent Williams and Eric Armstead. Let me just get the numbers real quick because it's um, staggering. Trent Williams' cap number this year, this upcoming season, is twenty-seven point two, and Eric Armstead's is twenty-three. Point nine. So let me just put that in context. Like, if Trent Williams were a quarterback, he would be the twelfth highest paid quarterback in the league. And if Armstead were a quarterback, he'd be the thirteenth highest paid quarterback, fourteenth highest paid. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are getting quarterback money, and I don't know that you can. I don't even know that quarterbacks can justify getting this much money. <laughs> Left tackles and uh, D tackles, maybe. Um, but to me, look, you're the best left tackle in football. Okay. Eric Armstead, making more money than DeForest Buckner, making 10.3% of the salary cap. Okay. Well, he's going to need to stay healthy and I think produce a little bit more than in the run game and, and some pressures. At least so, to justify taking up 10% of the salary cap. 10%. Do you know if you desi- if you gave him a 
if you gave Armstead a post one cut, you would then have twenty four mil in the cap space in cap space as opposed yeah, to Yeah, but it'd be a little late point. to use it. But yeah, it's too bad. You can't trade him for a you can't trade him right now for it for a uh for a pick that yeah. you could use on another defensive tackle that the Niners would definitely get right. I'd imagine what they're gonna do is they'll probably restructure they'll probably restructure Armstead, restructure Kittle. Uh, it's extend it. That's great. Yeah. Just keep restructure, restructure McCaffrey. That's I, probably yeah, they got to do something with this. You can't have Eric Armstead taking up 10% of your cap because he's a good player, but there is no world in which he's that good. That is way too. I mean, I don't even like spending that on quarterback on a D tackle whose main gift is run defense. No, no, you gotta, you gotta if, work that out. Can't have that. Can't have if that. They, if they don't restructure it, I think that it'll be a hint that they may want to cut him next year because they're they'll probably they would look at him like, all right, well, um, we don't want to take that huge hit. If we have to restructure, then cut him next year. That's our plan. We just get rid of him next year. But he I missed half were... the season this year, and when, I don't know what his his cap number was way lower this year. So when he's on the bench, it's okay. It's eight million dollars on the bench. That's not that's not the end of the world. You put twenty four million dollars on the bench for half a year, you're gonna notice it. Probably, and we just went yeah. through all the co- all the guys who aren't they coming do. back most likely this year. There's a lot of D linemen we listed. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Armstead, great player, man. Like this would be a great time for you to do that 2019 thing you did again if you could, please. Well, they they got to get they got to get more help on that on that D line. Like we we thought like at the beginning of the year we thought that oh, this is the greatest D line ever, and then it was, nah, it was I gave weird. it a C it plus was, for this year. It, it was really Bosa. Did. It was, it was called yeah, it was Bosa. I don't know. And we're saying like they need the Niners need to get a complimentary pass rusher. Well, it'd be great if the D lineman they're spending $24 million on this year could do that. That's generally what you're expecting when you spend $24 million on a D lineman, regardless of position, is that he's going to be a factor as a pass rusher. And I do not believe that the Niners extended this man's contract thinking he wouldn't be a factor. You gave him the deal after he had 10 sacks in a season. You thought you would unlock something with Chris Kasarik. You didn't unlock nothing because he's got fewer than 10 sacks since then. I'm sorry. He needs to be the guy they thought he was, which is more than the person. On Twitter, people just constantly say he's so underrated. Like, is he underrated? Or is he the guy that everyone says is underrated, so now he's overrated? What's his pressure rate? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, do you? I, does that is that what you're paying? I don't know. Twenty four well, million dollars. Twenty four million dollars. You know how I feel. The double digit rule with salary cap uh, percentages. The double digit rule, like that, should be for quarterbacks only, and they should be for top five quarterbacks. Do you want one good defense? And we're going to talk about it now. So the next guy who's going to be the next highest paid person is Nick Bosa. When he gets paid, it's going to be crazy. He's going to be making 35 plus million a year. It's going to be a lot guaranteed. It's going to be like, he's going to be like a top 10 quarterback in the league in terms of money. How you feel about that? A DN. I mean, I think there's three positions you pay quarterback tackles and defensive ends or pass rushers. I think so I'm fine with paying that. I'm, I think what you don't want to pay Grant is like you don't you don't want to pay like the quarterback position or like you don't want to pay high price for mediocre play. You're you don't. paying a you don't you're paying you don't. a premium you're paying yeah. for a pre- premium for a premium pass rusher like so 
you can argue, you know, maybe Nick Bosa wasn't the, the best defensive end or pass rusher in the game, but he's definitely in the top three. So, and you're going to pay him like he's number one. Yeah, but that that changes yearly, right? So, like, he's going to be number one this year, but then next year he won't be. So, you know, you're that's true. It, your your value is you're going to get you're going to get top minimum probably minimum top five for him, top five play for him, as high as one. And his and his pay is going to be around that. I say, I don't think the the contract isn't necessarily Bosa. It's like how many guys on your team can you have making double digit and making like 10, 10 plus percent of your salary cap? How many the Niners are going to be at three pretty soon? That's a problem. Three. That's crazy to me. And I guess Bosa is not the problem. Um, but at a certain this point, is- you're way too top heavy. And we already said the Niners' problem on their D line is just Bosa and no one else. Well, that's only going to be exacerbated once he's making thirty-seven million dollars a year, <laughs> right? I think, and I think people like people applauded the Christian McCaffrey trade at the time, and that and then giving them the push for the Super Bowl. But now, yeah, that's eleven eleven million or twelve million dollars. It's eating into their cap right now. Yeah, right. And last year, people like killed me when I suggested trading Debo. I just didn't. I'm like, I was looking ahead and like, all right, well. I know Debo's really good, but you got IU coming up. I feel like you can always find wide receivers in the draft. Trade trade yeah. a guy, clear, give yourself cap cap room, and then draft another. Draft another wide receiver. But. Yeah. Uh, I'm just checking Hassan Reddick out real quick. Um, what is his situation? Is, is he a free agent? He's a free agent. Fletcher Cox. Do you think they're going to re- Do you think they're going to re-sign him? They're not going to keep all their guys. If you look at they are they are cap strapped and they've got I believe Fletcher Cox no. is a free agent. Their other defense tackle is a free agent. And no, so no, no. They, they they got Reddick. They got Reddick for next year. He signed through twenty twenty. He they got he signed through twenty twenty four. And his but cap Fletcher number is, is yeah Fletcher. Well, Fletcher's older, but I mean he's got no guaranteed money this year. They could cut him, but uh, his no his his cap number is twenty million this year. Hassan Reddick. That's reasonable. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want a, a premier edge rusher. And I, I'm down to spend $20 million on him. But Nick Bosa, is he that much better than Hassan Reddick that you're going to spend $35 million a year? Like, I know the Niners are going to give it to him. And I know if they traded him, it would be like the Oakland A's. It, it would be very unpopular. But, man, these some of these positions, so they're expensive, man. Do you have a good O-line or a good left tackle? Do you have a good D-line or a good D-end? You tell me. You you brought you brought this up with the Eagles. If the Eagles decide to, they drafted a they drafted the center last year, and they decide they're going to move that move on with that guy. Would you, if you were the Niners, if if Kelsey was in the market? Yes. See, see, to me, instead of getting the highest paid D end or left tackle, because those are like quarterback positions, you could get you could trade Nick Bosa for a million first round picks, and they'll go they'll go get like a great corner. A great center, a great right tackle, you know, all positions that are cheaper than that. But so, if Niner fans, if you, you don't have a rooting interest in this Super Bowl, maybe you should root. You should root for Kansas City since you hate the Eagles anyways because they just stopped. Root for Kansas City, so that way it'll it'll make Kelsey want to play another year, and then maybe the Niners might be able to pull off a trade and trade. For Kelsey. Kelsey would be such a he's so good. They, that would he would make them so much better. I, if they could I get Kelsey and Lane Johnson too. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> Lane Johnson, I no, I think that the highest paid 
players on the Eagles are Darius Slay and Lane Johnson. I bet you Darius Slay gets extended and, and reworked. And Lane Johnson's making about $24 million a year, which is a lot, um, but it's not as much as Trent. But he's not as good as Trent. Other than those, two, I don't think there's anyone else on that team making more than like $11 million a year. If you want to look at a team, to me, the model organization right now is Philly. Sorry if I'm if I'm too much. I feel like Howie knows what he's doing. Maybe it's because he's maybe it's because it's, it's a Jewish thing. Slay Slay's making his cap number is twenty six. I know they got to do something about that. That's too much. That's way too much. But I feel <laughs> like they will because look at look at the rest of the people. Like no one else is making more than eleven. Him and Lane Johnson making twenty plus. Everyone else is cheap. Jalen Hurts will be expensive eventually. But it seems like they kind of understand you can't be too top heavy in this league. You got to have a serious middle area of your team like this like this is what it looks like the middle area of the team you can't just be you know saying it, it it helps when you talk with your hands otherwise people wouldn't understand what you're talking about right. you have to 2.0 says i think they need to draft another quarterback seems like they are completely dependent on having a quarterback on a rookie deal at this point any purdy's out there dtr I think I think Purdy is a one of a kind. I think it's look, they yeah. got lightning in a bottle with him. I, I don't know yeah. how many guys. And then they and then they let it go. The lightning was in the bottle, yeah. and then they yeah. let it go. Hey, that's cool. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get lightning in a bottle again. No problem. Other than personal concern, what do you think Trey and Brock's parents thought when they seen their son was hurt? Like this is this is this is what one happens. of those questions. Or, yeah, I mean, it's football. What do you what do you expect a parent to think when they see their son get hurt? Like, yeah, you I don't know. Maybe you didn't ask, you weren't the one to ask Kittle how he felt after he lost the NFC Championship game, right? That wasn't you, or was it? That wasn't me. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because you no, Josh. That's, it wasn't me. Josh Wyatt says I think the best thing that could happen for the Niners is for Trent to retire. It opens all kinds of it opens up all kinds of interesting flexibility. Yeah, I mean, it would free up a lot of uh, cap space. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's interesting. If they could replace him, sure. Because, again, I'm, yeah. I think he's making a lot of freaking money for to be, be tipping plays over here. Could you get someone who doesn't tip plays and is also good and is way cheaper? I'm with you, Joshua. I see what you mean on that one. <laughs> Maybe Armstead could retire too. No, sorry. Gizmo Maltese says when you're close, uh, it's up to, free, uh, to the front office to get you that Super Bowl. Sure. It's up to the whole organization to do what it takes to get over the hump. Yeah. 2.0 says, do you think this year showed that Kostrick might be a little overrated and really just a beneficiary of a great D-line? <gasps> I mean, I didn't think no. the D-line was that great this year. I didn't think it was. I, I, they I banked was- on him being able to work magic with a bunch of people who weren't that great, and I don't think he worked a ton of magic. But he had injuries and stuff. I don't know. Armstead was awesome. out. Kinlaw was out. What was he supposed to do? He's been, he's been awesome. hurt. Yeah. But he's been really good for four. Like I wouldn't say Kosarik has been like okay. So if the defensive line hasn't been wasn't like top notch this year. It's still it was still good. Like what what did you give them for the year? They weren't yeah. they weren't Fs. Like they're still good. I, I you know I I still think Kosarik is very good. Maybe the best. He's obviously defense. very good. But I mean, what people like Rob Watson here are wondering is uh, is he essential to the freaking operation. Grant, your statement on the D-line performance is accurate, so why do we think keeping Kacerik is so critical? Let him walk and replace him, too. You know who they should get? Jim Tom Sula. <laughs> but he, he would have been he, a good fit with Vic Fangio, who is... Is he still is he still in Washington? No, he is a head coach in NFL Europe, which is still a thing. NFL Europe? Ryan still- Fire. 
he's at the Ryan Fire. I believe he's back at the Ryan Fire. I'm with you, Rob. I mean, I think it's kind of funny that I mean he's got this reputation, but last year, I mean, he didn't he didn't work magic. 2.0 says agree. Is it possible all these D line guys that revive their career are a result of playing with Bosa and Armstead, etc., as opposed to Caseric? Armstead, man. <laughs> Armstead, yeah, maybe Bosa. Although it's like no one else had more than five sacks this year, so I don't even know about that. You know, I feel like Bosa's doing his thing right now, and I, there's only so much that he can do to make others better. That's the whole thing with this, like paying a, a player. 10, 11, 12% of the cap is the idea is he makes others better. Does he? Or is he just great? Does he? Does Trent Williams make Aaron Banks better? Maybe. I don't know. Does he make Michael Glinchy better when he's tipping plays? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And he admitted that he does it. He was like, I don't see why I can't do it. Okay, (laughs) that's cool. (laughs) Sounds good. And the coach is like, yeah, man, I talked to him about it, but he just kind of wants to do it. So, you know, he was roll with it. Okay. He's like, like, all right, do you want to be the one to tell Trent Trent Williams you can't do something? Kyle just played (laughs) dumb. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Trent's cool with me. Chris Forster's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We've talked about it, but he's not going to change. So we're just happy to have him. But Jimmy Ward comes in the office and Kyle's Kyle's like, you want to ride the bench? Yeah, huh? I love it. I love Jimmy's answer too. Yeah, I, I want to play specialties. Also, I like how Jimmy Ward says pit instead of put. Have you noticed that? He always says, "Go ahead and pit me on special teams." I, is that must be an Alabama thing? I'm not sure where he's from, but that is. I'm gonna start doing that. Pit instead of put, because it's the same word. You know what? You know what they're saying. But it's cool. It sounds cool. Go ahead and pit me in special teams. Yeah, pit me there. I'll be good at it too. That's what he said. I'll be good at it too. Do you think if like? I don't, if if Trent Williams got hurt and then came back, and I don't know, like whoever Colt McKivitz was playing awesome, and then they they wanted to play uh, Williams at guard, and then he was like, "Nah, I don't want to play guard." You think? Kyle oh, you want to ride the bench? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to ride the bench, Trent? And it's like, no, because I'm making twenty seven million dollars a year. You're not going to put twenty seven million on the bench. That's what Jimmy was thinking. Like, yeah, put nine million a year on the bench. Go ahead. <laughs> Go tell Jed York why you're doing that one. I love that. He didn't. Neither one. Both guys were trying to play it cool, right? Oh yeah, go ahead. You can be on the bench. Oh yeah, I love it. Thanks, Kyle. Sounds good. See you next. See you tomorrow. See you in the special teams meeting. What do you think of that style of uh, coaching? <laughs> I don't know. I I was also pretty. I was kind of. I was. I've been sarcastic too with my with, with my my players too. So I don't know. I can't really like maybe as a you know you gotta be you can't be like that all the time. But I mean. Yeah, but you know, to your I, point, there are certain players he wouldn't do that with, right? There are certain yeah, players that either he wouldn't mess with them or if he did, he would like sit them down and apologize and explain it and be like, I just want you to know how much I love you and you're, I really value you. But with Jimmy, it's like he got like a note in his locker or something. It's like, hey, I, I'm, in, I'm in nickel now. Like, uh, I got to come to you and talk about this. You're going to play it cool and be like, well, your options are you could go to the – like, okay. Like, all right. Yeah. So much for you saying I'm your favorite player on the team and you wish your son had my jersey. Like, I guess that was all – baloney but all right i'll play yeah. nickel i'll be good at that yep. the other the other part to the to the whole ward free agency thing is the niners probably don't want him back at free safety and he probably wants because to they go got back. a 33 year old solution in there yeah i feel that man and he probably wants to play free safety so other teams can offer, you know any team that offers him a job at safety is probably gonna 
Because safety pays more than nickel. Yeah. It does. So the Niners could be like, we're making you a top five paid nickel in the league. And some team could be like, we're just going to give you a standard safety salary. He's like, oh, yeah, they all take that. Thanks. <laughs> but thanks for your, like, super great offer, John. Um, and Nunez says, Grant, have you found out if Brock is getting surgery? If that's the case, we need to sign three more quarterbacks. Don't think Trey has what it takes to win games. It feels like the Niners are putting all the pressure in the world on him not to have surgery. And um, so far, it sounds like he probably won't. I think the young kid, you know, wants to be out there and please his team and all that. But he be, should better be careful. Yeah, he, he comes back with a weaker arm. He's in trouble. He should do whatever is best for him. Um, you know, obviously, I'm like as as a fan or a fan of the team, I would love to see him him back. And you know, I did like trailing his time, and then then you have Brock returning. Um, you know, and he would return. You know, Trey. If Trey can't get it done, then then Brock would come back, and then you'd have Brock be able to play. But obviously, but I understand if he needs to get that surgery, he needs to do whatever's best for him. I wonder how how expensive Ward's gonna be. I mean, thirty two was he thirty two year old DB thirty one thirty two. Well, what's the right. what's the safety market? It's also relevant to who else is out there, right? Ward seems uh, like the kind of team that a, a team in contention would go get. You know, a team that feels. And- yeah. <laughs> the other thing with Ward though is if you're if you're a team since you know you know he can play safety, right? Or safety and nickel. So you're essentially in a pinch. Like if you were to need a nickel, then he could play that for you. Yeah, kinda like what uh Kansas City did with Teron Matthew for a few years. Right. I'm sure I'm sure Jimmy Ward would be fine playing nickel if he also got to play safety. You know what I'm saying? If he started a safety just, and got paid safety money and you asked him to play nickel on third down, like I'm sure he would do that. I'm sure Jimmy Ward would be happy to play whatever if you just paid him. Like I think he just if he's <laughs> if he gets paid if that's a that's highly, a concept. That's a concept. He will probably play ed- edge. All right, let's wrap this show up. These shows are getting ninety minutes gargantuan shows. We got to bring this back down for the uh, off season because no one wants to talk about. No, they do. They really do. 2.0 says, Niners don't want Brock to have surgery. I thought they wanted him to have the brace procedure, just not Tommy John. No surgery sounds no bueno. Yeah, you're right. They're both surgeries, I guess. But they want the one that brings him back in, uh, that's a repair instead of the reconstruction. And that one comes with the risk of decreased arm strength, as from what I hear. Gary B. Good, who is um, related to Johnny B. Good, says, your show is cutting edge and very informative. A, hey, thank you. Is this a first time? Thank is you. he a first time viewer? Yeah, I think so. Gary, be good. Wow. Gary, be good. Thank you, Gary. It's kind Josh of Wyatt says, put it on That's right. A little more time. Josh Wyatt says, I love Jimmy Ward, but he needs to face facts. He's the best nickel in the league or a top 20 safety on the wrong side of 30 that's never made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well he can let I, the, the, mar- the market d- let him dictate what he's worth. The, mar- the market's going to dictate. But I think you could argue he probably should have made a Pro Bowl. I mean, if you look at it, Look at it this year. Should Talanoa Alfaga made the Pro Bowl, or should have should Gibson have made the Pro Bowl? Gibson. Gibson. Good call. Yeah. Good call. And that's an honesty hour and a half. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Thank you very much, Coach, for giving me an hour and a half of your time on its what yeah. looks is probably a beautiful day in uh, Brazil. Yeah. Nice town. I mean, country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll be back. Uh, Cone phone tomorrow? I'm either going to do it this afternoon or tomorrow morning. Um, I might do it this afternoon, but 
I might do it tomorrow morning. I guarantee I'm going to do one of the two, though. I just haven't decided which one. Because you Korean get different Florida, people depending on where you do it. He's always first, Korean no matter Florida, what. Yeah, I was going to say, is he still, the, is he still first? He's always, oh, are you kidding? Absolutely. Some people take stuff seriously. He takes that seriously. I, I respect that. You know? Some people have a standard that they hold themselves to. Unlike Kyle, Cal. All right, guys. Appreciate you watching. See ya. There's good guys. Cal.